Moncrief on News Talk. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone, the internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Simon Tierney joins us once again uh, to talk about something that we probably all have, uh, or uh, most of us do at least, uh, the humble credit card. Not that humble, really, I suppose. No, indeed. Um, I was reading this morning that it should be called a debt card rather than a credit card. Yeah, that's that's fair. But I think probably when debit cards came in, a lot of people maybe got rid of the credit cards for precisely that reason. Yes, yeah, indeed. Uh, I think debit cards are increasingly popular um, as an alternative. But the credit system still is uh, in a very healthy position in this country. Um, Credit cards are very popular, uh, Sean. So where does it all begin? Well, it's interesting. It, It begins with not the revolving credit system that we understand today, but... It started to develop because people realised that, people very quickly realised that if you have a credit card rather than cash, you spend more. And all the recent studies prove mm. that if you are using a credit card, you, you are more likely to spend um, extra, whether that's in a restaurant or wherever it is. Um, maybe it's because you are divorced from the physical manifestation yeah. of your own wealth mm. or the fact that uh, if you're carrying over your debt on your credit card from month to month and only paying the interest, there's, you know, there, you're somewhat unlimited um, yeah. uh, at times. So it's uh, it's a dangerous form of spending, but um, it, you can see why they are pushed by banks and credit card companies because they make a lot of money out of them. Yeah, yeah, I, no, absolutely. Because if you don't, you know, the, if there's a certain amount of money in your pocket, that's the amount of money you have. Yes, uh, and yeah. uh, you can't buy that thing that might you want if you don't have but with a credit card. Mm, you know who's doing mental sums all the time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, especially kind of if you've drink taken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, but it, now is yeah, it? It does. Uh, um, I saw you told a story on uh, on Twitter about this, well, but I remember a friend of mine because it's always fascinated me how who originally pitched this idea because how mm. do you keep track of it? Because there used to be. That, that sometime, I think it was maybe in the 80s, they, uh, uh, they suddenly found, figured out a way to kind of electronically link up the, 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 the credit card um, with... Uh, but prior to that, they didn't really know when you mm. presented your credit card whether you were exceeding your limit on that credit card yeah, or not. Yeah, of course, because it wasn't all joined up. No, and yeah. you could get away with murder. And I remember a friend of, me, a friend of mine telling me that she was, in, uh, she was in a kind of fairly fancy restaurant. She had the guy, this guy, uh, a fancy dinner. It wasn't romantic. It was a kind of a professional thing, but she owed him a lot. And uh, so she'd... Uh, she brought him to this restaurant and, and she noticed that there was a wire coming out of the credit card machine, which was the dead giveaway uh, that it was it was linked up and they, it would know she was over her limit. So he had to pay for the dinner in the end. So so, so originally then, who did all this? That, that is interesting yeah. because the way the credit card started... Um, was really with a man in a restaurant uh, by the name of Frank McNamara, a very Irish huh. sounding name. Um, no doubt he like did have some connection mm. with this country, but he was a businessman in um, New York in the 1940s, Sean, and he found himself in a restaurant one, e- one evening um, where he was entertaining some business colleagues and he forgot his wallet. 
and he felt very embarrassed by the situation that uh, his guests had to pay for the meal and he resolved to find some sort of solution that this would never happen to him again that there mm. must be some alternative loyalty scheme where you could pay and he exactly one year later he had established a company called the Diners Club card. Now, I even remember the oh, Diners yeah, Club card. Yeah. You know, this is something that was popular in Ireland. I, I think it is still going. But the Diners Club was really the originator of the credit card idea. And on February the 8th, 1950, um, the same man, Frank McNamara, he performed the world's first ever credit card transaction in a restaurant called Major's Cabin Grill, which is right beside the Empire State Building, one year to the day after he forgot his wallet. And at that stage, it was really in its infancy, Sean. And the idea was that you signed up to this club, this diner's club. It was exclusively for use in New York's restaurants. 14 restaurants had signed up to this new scheme in 1950. And there were, um, I think, about 200 people who had a diner's club card. And the way it worked was that you paid $3 annual subscription fee to the club. And the restaurant paid a 7% um, transaction fee uh, on the card. Um, But there was no sense of, you know carrying your debt over uh, or revolving credit or anything like that. So it wasn't a true, true credit card in the sense that we understand it today. Um, That came a little bit later um, uh, with uh, American Express and Bank of America. Now, I suppose what I should say is that, um, you know, the idea of a kind of a loyalty credit system had been in existence before 1950. There was the famous charger plate, which was essentially um, an aluminium or a, a piece of a metal card about the size of a credit card today, but much thicker. And um, this was a card that if you were a regular customer in a department store, say like um, Macy's or something like that mm. in Manhattan, that they would keep this card on file for you. Uh, when you uh, came to pay in the uh, at the the checkout, they would take out your card, your charger card, and they would just put the put the 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 sum on that, and then you would pay that at a later date. It was almost like having an account, right? Yeah, you know, so tick, yeah. yeah so yeah. you know, these ideas all fed into to what the credit card would become. Um, and it's important that we understand where where all those threads came from because when the credit card came into existence in its truest sense in the late 1950s, it was really American Express and Bank of America which, uh, which did that, which achieved that. So uh, what did American Express do? American Express, I often wondered why they called American Express. It's nothing to do with how fast uh, the transactions take place. They were a mail express service in the late 19th century oh. from the 1860s in the uh, post-war period. Uh, post-Civil War period right up to the early 20th century. They were a mail, a post system like FedEx or something like that. And it was only when they invented the Traveller's Check, another really important predecessor to the um, credit card, um, that they became a, a financial giant, really. And they played a really important role in the development of the credit card, Sean, in the sense that they were the first to bring out a plastic 
embossed credit card. So that meant, now I even remember this because these were in existence uh, until the 90s here in Ireland. I remember my mum or my dad having a credit card where you had those old non-electronic credit card machines with the carbon paper, the yes, carbon and slip it goes, and it, goes, slider, it slides over and back and that's the way you paid for something mm. and you were given a, a customer slip and they kept a slip so everyone knew how much money had been taken from the account. Well well, we can thank American Express for that system. They were the first to emboss the details on the card that you could then transfer onto a carbon slip. Now, it was Bank of America that really took it to the next level and really popularised the idea of a credit card system because um, they brought out their Bank Americard, Americard it was called, <laughs> in uh, 1959. And they did this famous uh, marketing ploy called the Fresno Drop in 1959 in credit card circles. It's an infamous event uh, when they mailed 60,000 credit cards pre-registered to all their customers, all the Bank of America customers in the Fresno area, which is a a small city in in California. And um, this was the first instance of credit card fraud, of course, but um, (laughs) it it did have a... But they they sent a letter saying you've been pre-approved. You've been pre-approved. Yeah, yeah, go and use your your credit card. Um, But it was very much in its infancy, the technology, and um, it was very vulnerable to fraud. And they lost money but after a number of years uh, Bank of America realised that they were making a lot of money out of this because what they introduced was the revolving credit system and this is really the getting at the true heart of of what a credit card is. Mm. They said that okay um, if you don't pay your bill by the end of the month that's okay don't panic. You can carry that debt over to the next month Mm. but you'll have to pay interest on that debt sure and that was the beginning of you know uh, uh, of the real second half of the 20th century history of this thing and um Within a few years, Bank of America kept telling all their rivals that it wasn't really working, that they weren't happy with their AmeriCard system. But uh, they were saying this on purpose because they knew that they were getting so many customers with their credit cards that they didn't want their competitors to know. But eventually all their competitors caught on that actually Bank of America are making a ton of cash out of this. So we're all going to start producing credit cards as well. Right. Okay. So then, uh, yeah, because at that point you've really got only one major credit card. Yeah, and yeah. I should say, I suppose that this AmeriCard from Bank of America, they started to license it out to other banks. Now, eventually, ah. they were uh, they were licensed out under many, many different names, but eventually they were collectively they all collectively came under the umbrella company of Visa. Um, is what right, it became okay. known as. So the Visa card, which is such a famous brand of credit mm. card now, that started as Bank of America in the late 1950s. It's also an interesting cultural shift that you've pointed to there in that probably up before the credit card, people would regard debt as a negative thing. Absolutely. But this was a system where people were constantly in debt. Yeah, I think that's a really, really important point, uh, Sean, in terms of the cultural shift, as you say, is that there was almost, um, 
you know, it was it was so looked down upon in American culture to to be in debt. You know, they take the credit score and personal credit rating so seriously over in America and it's checked for everything. But something did change in the early 1960s that suddenly mm. people were willing to go into debt. Uh, and that's exemplified by the enormous popularity of these credit card systems. Now, the little magnetic strip on the back of the cards, how did that change things? What was it for? Yeah, so that still exists to this day, although my understanding is that the technology is changing and that MasterCard, for example, has vowed to get rid of the magnetic strip within a couple of years. I don't know what they're going to replace it with. But um, this was invented, I suppose, as a way to carry information about the user's account within the card itself without it Mm -hmm. having to be cross-checked with other references. So there was a man who was working for IBM. Um, He was on contract to the CIA in the 1960s, late 50s, early 60s. And he was coming up with a new type of ID card for the CIA. And he had an epiphany, which was to create a piece of tiny data storage using a magnetic strip on the back of the card. He created it for the CIA um, identity card, but it was used. The technology was then patented and sold to the credit card companies. But when he was first putting that magnetic strip onto the back of the card, he was struggling with how to get it to stick to it, to adhere to it. So what he did was he went home one evening and his wife suggested that he iron it on and see if that worked because he had put it on with some sticky tape. Mm. And when he used the iron to put it on, it perfectly smoothed it out onto the back of a plastic card. And ever since that day in 1960, that uh, magnetic strip has become a fundamental part of the credit card. How interesting. Is it... Is it known what kind of information is contained within that magnetic strip? Well, now um, I think it contains a huge amount of a huge amount more information than it did back then. But th- back then, it could contain the account number, the expiration date, the CCV code, etc. Um, so it was beginning of really centralizing the credit card system, um, and it was an extraordinary leap forward for credit cards at that time. Yeah. Okay, but it couldn't still couldn't go alert. This person no. is uh, this person is is wanting with their cash. So I mean, obviously uh, uh, nowadays people would have Mastercards or Visa cards. Were there were there any homegrown attempts uh, yeah. back in the day to start a credit card? Yeah. So it's been really interesting researching the birth of Irish credit cards, Sean, because. I thought naively that uh, the credit card would have come to Ireland much, much later. But we were pretty on it, um, I have to say. Um, The earliest reference to a credit card system in this country that I can find is about 1960-1961, which is very early. Yeah. Um, This is a system called the Irish Credit Card Club. I would love if any of our listeners were ever a member of this. Um, uh, Please do get in touch if you were. It cost, in the very early 1960s, it was widely um, advertised in Irish newspapers. It cost £2, two Irish punts, to be a member 
of this club and you could use it in hotels all around the country you could use it in petrol stations and you could use it in restaurants and it was a major status symbol in this country to be a member so it was it's not clear to me if it was linked to a specific bank or not mm. um if anyone knows please please do let us know but um to fill us in but uh, it was really widely advertised and it was seen very much as a way to catch up with the British and the Americans who had a really uh, strong credit card system already in place. Um, especially in terms... Like, you have to remember that at this time, people really used credit cards very much for restaurants and hotels. Mm-hmm. They were really used for that a lot um, and maybe going to the petrol station. I don't know what the big thing with the petrol station was, but... That, that's what you do. <laughs> it is so interesting, though, that, you know, as uh, again, that it became a status symbol because you were in debt. I uh, know, it's, it's extraordinary, It's, it's, it's mad. It? Uh, the uh, one texter says, I had a friend back when I was uh, much younger uh, that got a job working the night shift in a petrol station on his own throughout the night. He didn't know how to use the credit card machine. So if anyone went to pay by card, he replied, I show your finance on the house. <laughs> <laughs> he got sacked for some strange reason. Uh, one of my COVID projects was to clear down my credit card. Not a major value, but, but what I hadn't really noticed before was the interest charge each month even when I have not used the card that billing month, easy money for the banks. Uh, indeed. Uh, another tip, Paddy says, using your credit card requires discipline, which thankfully I have. I always make an effort to pay the balance off within the month. In fact, the only time I go to banks these days is to put money into my account to pay off the card. And Paul says, as one who has fallen into a maxed out credit card and trouble more than once... I'm only too aware of the risks and responsibilities attached to having one. Perhaps if Ireland were to adopt the German system where you're legally required to pay your bill in full each month, we might have a better relationship with cards and debt in general. I wouldn't hold my breath, however, given our inability to organise affordable childcare and housing either, uh, uh, says Paul. That's so interesting, that, that, that regulation about Germany. That yeah, that is. And it is the wealthiest, con- most powerful country in Europe. So yeah. it probably says something about it. Might there be a connection? <laughs> Simon, fascinating as ever. Thanks a million. Simon Tierney, there you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief on News Talk.